This is the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and today we are recapping day five of Seahawks training camp. A couple news items before we get into the press conferences with Dwayne Brown, Ugo Amadi, and special teams coordinator Brian Schneider. Perhaps the biggest news item of the day, Seahawks first round pick LJ Collier reportedly suffered a high ankle sprain and is expected to be out through the rest of the preseason. And I kind of feel like it's karma for any Seahawks fans who saw the AJ Green injury and were celebrating that, knowing that the Bengals are going to face the Seahawks in week one. So the football gods punishing any Seahawks fans who would be celebrating injuries on another team. But going from some negative news to some positive news, the Seahawks, they have signed long snapper Tyler Ott to a contract extension. So it's pretty much bad news, good news, and uh, it all evens out, right? So with the two big news items out of the way, let's get to Dwayne Brown, the 11-year veteran. He turns 34 in about a month, four-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro in 2012, and he took to the podium for the Seahawks. And let's start off with his perspective on the field for what happened when LJ Collier went down. He was on the other side. I just saw him go down. Looked like he was in a lot of pain. I'm hoping he's all right. He's going to be a good player. Uh, I'm looking forward to working with him as well. Someone I think has a lot of ability, a lot of potential. Still kind of raw, you know, in, in his technique. But uh, I'm looking forward to working with him. Brown's asked how tough it is to see a teammate go down on the practice field. It's tough, you know, especially in training camp. You, you have a young player. You know, you want to see them be as healthy as possible going into the season. I'm hoping there's nothing serious. Um, but, you know, training camp is tough. Um, it's very physical. You know, a lot of people getting used to just the, the tempo and the, the grind of training camp to every day, you know, putting your body through that. So it, it happens. You know, you try to do as, as best as you can to recover from whatever and, and stay out there. But, you know, like I said, I'm just hoping he's all right. Dwayne Brown's going into his third season with the Seahawks, and he's asked how he feels about the offensive line group so far and their continuity this early in training camp because so many veteran players on that offensive line for the Seahawks, Mike Upati, the only new guy. And apparently he was walking around in a walking boot. So all Seahawks offensive linemen from last year playing together on the practice field today for their first practice in full pads. Uh, I feel great about us. You know, I've been on record saying, you know, more than once, I think we can be the best group in the league. Uh, continuity is very, very important. Um, just building that chemistry and, and, you know, being able to communicate knowing what the guy next to you is going to do in certain situations. Um, we also have a lot, a lot of depth, you know, so in case, you know, injuries happen, you know, in this game, it, it happens. You know, you have somebody step in and uh, able to fill their shoes and still perform at a high level. So uh, that's what we're blessed with in our room. We have a lot of depth, a lot of players that are talented. Now, I feel like there's a lot of Seahawks fans out there that may need to brace themselves for this next bit of news. But Dwayne Brown, he's asked who he thinks has improved the most since last season on the offensive line. I think Jermaine Fetty's going to have a really big year. I think, um, you know, every year he's improved. I think last year he took a big step. And, you know, the thing with offensive line players, a young lineman, it's all about confidence. The more confidence you have when you step on the field, no matter who your opponent is, I think you have a chance to perform well. And I think he's gained more and more confidence throughout his career, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Certainly can't hurt Effetti to have so many veteran players on the offensive line. Sounds like he's responded well to Coach Solari. With Yupati in a walking boot, Ethan Posick was playing at left guard. And Brown offered his thoughts on Posick, who is going into his third year with the team. Ethan's a very, very smart player. Uh, he's been playing a few years now, and every year he's gotten a little bit better and, and playing with more confidence now. Um, and it, it's good. 
you know, Potty wasn't in there today, so you know, Ethan stepped up and you know didn't miss a beat. You know, so it's it's uh, it's great work. Jamarco Jones, a fifth round pick by the Seahawks last year, he was out with an injury for most of the season, but played well in the preseason. What's Brown seeing from Jamarco Jones in his second year? Jamarco is a very talented player as well. You know, last year he got injured with sideline most of the year. Um, he has a, a lot, a lot of ability. Uh, he's very quick, very good timing with his hands. Um, and that's someone that I really try to help, help as much as possible, you know, give him uh, my experience. Another guy going into his second season with the Seahawks, DJ Fluker. What are Brown's thoughts on the big right guard? Yeah, Fluke is a very, very key part of our offense. Um, big, strong guy that uh, helps us a lot in the run game. He's also uh, just a big personality in the locker room. Uh, very passionate about the game and, and shows great leadership. Um, I'm very, very happy to be on the same line with him, you know, and I'm looking forward to the season with him. Um, you know, last year he was, you know, everyone was kind of getting involved with the system. Now we know it like the back of our hands, and I think we'll play a lot faster and a lot tougher. The Seahawks offensive linemen were going up against the defense on one-on-one pass rush drills today. How does Brown feel about going one-on-one? That's just mano y mano, man. You know what I mean? Uh, can't hide. It's you. Guy across from you. Uh, it's really catered for the defense, I think, because there's so much space out there. Uh, they know it's a pass, but it's uh, it's probably the most unideal, uh, non-ideal um, circumstance you could be in as offensive lineman, which is good. You know, it never gets that hard in a game-like situation. So it really helps you polish your your, your technique, your hands, your footwork, and um, I enjoy it. So out of those pass rushers on the Seahawks defensive line, who does he enjoy most going up against in practice? A lot of people. Um, Cassius Marsh is a, is, a, is a good competitor. Uh, Jacob Martin is doing a good. Uh, Mingo, I'm looking forward to going against Ansel when he gets back. Uh, those are the guys that I really see on the edge a lot. One of the great things about having an all-pro talent on the offensive line is the fact that he can help give some pointers to the Seahawks defenders that are going up against him. You know, I've been in the league 12 years. Um, um, I've faced every kind of defender. You know, I've seen everything that works, uh, everything that may not work. And um, we're all on the same team. You know, I'm, I'm trying to help them get better. They're trying to help me get better. You know, and I'll give them tips on, you know, things that I'm doing and how to beat it. And if they get me on it, so be it. You know what I mean? It'll help them on Sunday. And um, it's just all about just working with each other. In the offseason, the Seahawks brought in Ziggy Anza to help with the Seahawks pass rush. And Brown has gone up against him in the past, so he has asked about what it's like going up against Anza. He's a really, really gifted athlete. Um, Tall, long arms, a lot of speed. He gets up on you quick, has long arms. He's uh, powerful. Um, I think when I went against him, he was dealing with an ankle injury, so he wasn't 100%. But uh, just watching him on film, I mean, he stands out, you know, and so we're glad to have him. I'm looking forward to him getting healthy and, and, and helping us contribute. So as he praises Ziggy Anza's athletic ability, Brown's asked if he thinks he's the best athlete on the offensive line. I, I don't like two mile horn, man, uh, but pretty athletic, you know. <laughs> And shifting from a veteran player on offense, we now go to a young rookie on the defense. Ugo Amadi took to the podium a fourth round pick in 2019, selected 132 overall. He talks about his learning process so far through training camp. 
I feel like I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really uh, advanced to where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm always in the playbook. I'm always talking to Bobby, you know, about certain defenses. Uh, I'm always talking to the uh, personal assistants that we have, you know, making sure they keep me in the loop as well. You know, so I'm just trying to stay ahead, you know, and be, be available at all times. One of the things Seahawks fans are going to be watching if Amadi plays the safety role or if he moves into the slot where a lot of people think that he is most suited to play. He's been playing at different positions in the secondary. So how comfortable is he at moving around to all those different positions? I feel very comfortable. Now it's just all about, you know, running, knowing the gap fits, you know, on run, because that's a very key in this defense as well, you know, and um, making sure that I, I know the, the little adjustments as well. You know, I'm, I'm being in with the vets and stuff, so I got to talk like a linebacker and as a DB at the same time. So, you know, just knowing both. Amadi's asked which position he thinks he'll be most effective at. And honestly, that's up to the coaches. You know, I'm just here just to help this team win, you know, and get back into, you know, the winning run. Amadi had one of the biggest plays from day four of training camp. The former Oregon Ducks defensive back picked off Paxton Lynch for a 90-yard touchdown return on day four. How do those big plays affect his confidence as he's making that transition from college to the NFL? Uh, that slows the game down for me, man. That, that allows me just to play it without thinking, and that's huge for me, especially for a rookie. Playing the game without even thinking and just letting them play football, that's just a thing you need, especially for your defense. And while Amadi will have to wait until November 8th to get in front of the 12s at CenturyLink Field, he's already feeling the energy that the fans are bringing at training camp. Man, that's nothing but love, man. That makes me play a lot more a lot more tougher and harder, man. That just gives me like that adrenaline rush, man, that I need, man. When I'm tired, I feel like, ooh, I'm ready. <laughs> and now moving on from the players, it was Coach Brian Schneider, who was the coach to appear on the podium today. Going into his 10th season as the Seahawks special teams coordinator, he actually came up with Coach Carroll to Seattle from USC, and he kicked things off by addressing how the first few days of camp are going. Really ahead of where we've been probably in the past, um, just with our veteran guys and our, our younger guys really cut on quick. So it's been a really clean five days. One of the expectations that go along with being a rookie on the team is that they will have an impact on special teams. And a lot of that has to do with their history prior to being drafted. What is Coach Schneider seeing from the young rookies so far? Well, the new guys have been fabulous. The rookies, um, really, for the most part, most of those guys played special teams in college. Like Cody Barton played all four his senior year. So we have a lot of, uh, of tape on them, evaluation on them, and they've done great out here. So most of those young guys are going to be able to contribute because I've seen them do it in college, and then they've reinforced it out here. Schneider said there's two players that are standing out to him from a special teams perspective. One of those guys, linebacker Cody Barton, who I feel like has been the talk of training camp so far, and the other player, running back Travis Homer, who the Seahawks picked up in the sixth round of the draft. Uh, Cody Barton on defense really stands out, and Homer on offense really stands out. Um, just they both have just a really good feel. Um, and like it, Homer played at Miami, he was running down on kickoff as a five. He was a gunner. So I've seen them in college, and then they're just really reinforcing out here. Those are the top two guys, really. And then uh, when Blair comes back and BBK comes back, um, I'm excited to see them. And going into the 2018 season, the Seahawks were all about competition on special teams. You had rookie punter Michael Dixon going up against John Ryan. You had Tyler Ott working against another long snapper. And you had Sebastian Janikowski and Jason Myers competing against one another. This year, completely different. Those positions are locked in. And Schneider was asked to address the difference between last year to this year. Last year at this time, we had six specialist in. So we had two snappers, two kickers, two punters. And so it was just a lot of juggling to get them all the work, equal amount. 
So it's nice when, when they're set and they can just focus on all three of them just getting better. And going into his second year in the NFL, and despite the fact that he made Pro Bowl in his very first season, Michael Dixon is looking to improve based on his previous season. I think that goes right along with who he is as a person. Um, and that's why he's going to be really good for a long period of time. Um, he has a lot of high goals. Uh, his work ethic is unbelievable. I have to slow him down so he doesn't punt so much. So that doesn't surprise me at all. That, he, he's aiming to be the greatest ever. Dixon, of course, was responsible for one of the biggest plays of the 2018 season. Remember him holding on to the ball in the back of the end zone against the Detroit Lions, decides to run the ball out of the back of the end zone and get the first down. And it sounds like that clip is still on the highlight reel at the Seahawks facility. We just showed it the other day because we were doing the situation. Um, but right before that, a week before that, Pete told him, every once in a while you just got to take off and you know get a first down where I'm like, don't ever take off. We'll, we'll have that plan. So uh, we, we show it and they, they still tease him about it. As I mentioned last year, Jason Myers and Sebastian Janikowski were both facing off to become the Seahawks kicker. Myers ultimately got picked up by the Jets, but now he is back. And so far through training camp, Schneider says that Myers has only missed one kick. Uh, he's been fabulous. I think he's missed one. I think he's like 22 for 23 so far, but he's been really consistent. And just getting those three guys together, like we talked about earlier, the consistency of them working together and getting a good feel for each other has been really good and clean. So it's been good. One big question on special teams is whether or not Tyler Lockett will be continuing to return kicks and punts. And Schneider says that Lockett's going to continue to be back there until Coach Carroll says otherwise. I'm going to keep him back there until Coach tells me not to. You know, that the number one thing is with punt return, he's so secure with the football. You know, there's a lot of decisions to be made. Um, there's a lot of opportunities for turnovers, and he's been excellent. So you always start there, and then uh, just uh, we're going to see how it plays out. We do have some guys that can do it, you know, but we just have a lot of trust in Lockett. With the NFL changing the rules on the kickoffs last year, Schneider's asked about how that impacted the return game. For punt return, nothing's changed, and that's where you get most of the opportunities. Those balls are way different. Kickoff return, we're usually getting about 30 returns, so so that's that's a lot shorter. Um, but it can be really impactful, and that's it just takes one or two a year to, to really change the landscape. So we want to maximize all those opportunities we do get. There was one player last year who played more snaps on special teams than any other player. It was Barkevious Mingo. And so what's it like having Mingo out there helping the younger guys? Uh, it's so important because uh, if you ever watch Mingo, the, the style in which he plays is exactly what we're looking for. He is going full speed, full strain, uh, running and hitting people. And it's just a great example for younger guys on how to practice and then how to play. The Seahawks recently signed back Deshaun Shedd, a veteran from 2012 through 2017 with the Seahawks. What's it like for Schneider to have Shed back, a guy who contributed primarily on special teams before he ultimately broke into the starting lineup in 2016? Uh, he adds a little bit of everything. He's, he's one of my favorites of all time uh, just because of the way he worked. You know, he came here as a practice squad guy, and he just got better every day. Uh, and eventually he was our leader on special teams, and then he started for a year on defense. But he's a total self-made football player that, that just brings great energy to us. So there you have it. Highlights from the podium from day five of Seahawks training camp. Day six coming up on Thursday, August 1st. We'll be back then to break down the action from that day. In the meantime, check out fieldgoals.com. Mookie Alexander has some of the day five highlights, including a diving catch from DK Metcalf. Also, Alistair Corp highlights a report. That the Seahawks are going to be working out two players this week. Chris Warren, the third one of those players and tackle Brian Wallace. 
Of course, the name Chris Warren should stand out to everybody because it was his dad who played with the Seahawks from 1990 to 1997. Warren was undrafted last year, but he had an outstanding preseason with the Raiders before he got injured. Sounded like weight was an issue for him in this offseason, but definitely worth the Seahawks taking a look and seeing if Warren can return to form from last year's preseason. And lastly, you can go to GetInTheFlock.com to support both the Field Goals podcast and the Seahawkers podcast. That's GetInTheFlock.com. Once again, day six of training camp coming up on Thursday. 